Hello, welcome to Tales from the Albright, a podcast by the Scranton Public Library. Hello, everyone. We are back with part two of the book discussion of The Guest List by Lucy Foley. We started this last week, so if you want to listen to that first, I would recommend it as we are working our way through the reading group guide at the end of the book. Um, Also, it's a very spoiler-heavy book discussion episode, so if you are planning on reading the book, I do suggest that you pause, go read the book, and then come back to these book discussions afterwards. We are still here with Kate. Hello. And we are on to question number six. How reliable did you find the different narrators? As you were reading, did you trust what each narrator was saying? Did your opinion change as you read further? I didn't really trust anyone. (laughs) My opinion didn't really change towards the end. I feel like we got more information and more truths came out. Yes. But I still don't fully trust them because everyone in the book is so emotionally driven. Yes. You get a lot of... The characters are characterized more by their relationships with other people than anything else. Mm -hmm. And I will say the characterization you do get happens. It's crammed into the beginning. It's all in the beginning. And you get a lot of characters saying very, very almost surface level I am statements about themselves. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, murder mystery, a lot of characters. You have to get to know them. But it didn't really i didn't really feel that any one person was more trustworthy than the other but that's also because i knew this was a murder mystery Mm -hmm. and i kind of and i mean when you have on the back of the book all have a secret all have a motive you i mean you kind of going in that colors your trusting yeah yeah that colors your worldview right from the beginning and i didn't really trust anybody more at the end Uh, Well, I'm very open-minded. I'm like, let's Mm -hmm. just see what happens. But I'm not, like, siding with one person over the other. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, well, there's multiple, there's five different perspectives. You're going to get a piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get the whole thing. I will say the characters that felt most solid to me were Hannah and Aoife. Yes. Everyone else was very much a wild card mystery. Yes, the wild card, yeah. Um, And as we said last time, Olivia was like a... Almost a caricature of a depressed person. Yes. Jono was, he used drugs a lot. And Jules was, I, I don't, I feel like Jules came across as she had a front up. Yes. Because she would always be like, oh, I can't show that side of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't do this. Yes. But um, then you don't really get who she really no. is, even in her own internal narration, which was mm-hmm. a little frustrating for me. Question seven. There are several twists throughout the book. Which of these surprised you the most? Were there any that you saw coming? yeah (laughs) so one thing that lucy foley is good at is that she puts a lot of foreshadowing in where you can pick up on things yes i feel like olivia having an abortion surprised me yeah because she kept talking about how there was like a lot of blood and everything um so when that was revealed it was almost i was surprised at how underwhelming it was yes if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but then i had to remind myself in irish culture that abortions were completely banned until just a few years ago yes and also because such a heavily catholic 
country yes. as well. So for our worldview, it may not have been as heavy. Yeah. But depending on who reads it, it could be a shocker. Yes. Um, but for me, it didn't quite land just because of the different worldview yeah. that I have. I expected her to have murdered somebody. Yes. That's what I, I was expected going everybody. To- I expected everybody to have murdered somebody <laughs> at some point. Yeah. So I guess it was shocking that um, most people did not. Yeah. Um, and I did see the twist coming that Will was Stephen was Alice's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I think I texted you. I'm like, there's no way. And then I'm like, oh, it's on the page. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of, because they really put, they make you really suspicious of Will mm-hmm. from the start. Because Jules has that note that's like, don't marry Will. He's mm-hmm. not what he seems. And you're like, oh, so is he going to kill, is he the murderer? I don't know. I never yeah. really thought that he'd be the murderer for some reason. I didn't think Will was going to be the murderer. No. I thought Will had something uh, he had something going else. on. Yeah, something else up his sleeve. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't quite... I didn't get the murder vibes. Until, of no. course, it is revealed that he did murder somebody when they were yeah. children. Not children. Teens. Yeah. I guess children. And then he's the one that got murdered. Yes. Um, I think... The twist about Charlie having slept with Jules, I could see it coming from a mile mm-hmm. away. That was not surprising You knew that they had slept together at some point. You, you get the vibes. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be when Hannah was in postpartum depression. Yes, because that is terrible. Yes. But <laughs> you knew that they had to have at some point. Yeah. Yeah. As more things get revealed, you can kind of start to put the pieces mm-hmm. together, which I appreciate. Because I had already figured out that Will was the same guy who Hannah's sister had been with. Mm-hmm. And so when Hannah found that out and she like was sick and it was like a huge gut punch, I was like, I already knew that. It wasn't as much of a revelation yeah. for me as a reader because I had already found that out. And so it works in both ways. Yeah. I will say because the boys at boarding school referred to Darcy Malone as loner, mm-hmm. I thought loner was going to turn out to be Aoife's husband, Freddie. Me too. Me too. Or Charlie. I didn't think about Charlie, but I thought that it could have been Freddie. Yeah. But then they mentioned that loner's body was found. I'm like, oh. Yeah, once be, it's revealed that he died. But then it like... turned out that Freddie was Loner's friend, mm-hmm. and so he knew what happened. Yeah, and then Freddie's married to Aoife. Aoife, yeah. Question eight. Many of the characters experience feeling like outsiders, whether at the wedding or at some point in the past. How does this affect their actions throughout the book and their relationship with others? Well, what comes to mind immediately is when Hannah is peer pressured into drinking the entire glass of champagne mm-hmm. by the dudes that she doesn't even know. There's a, there's an air of high school drama throughout this entire book. You get the sense that a lot of these characters are still sort of stuck in that past in that way. Yes. And especially it's like they come all to come together and it's almost like they regress to that sort of like all the boys are just goofy, like wild, mm-hmm. crazy, the same as they've been since they were boys yeah there's a lot of peer pressure yes there's a lot of peer pressure there's a lot of just really chaotic going on yes so many things happen to the point where things happening doesn't feel significant in the last episode i mentioned that um jules's sister olivia olivia's the bridesmaid Mm -hmm. she tries to drown herself and then like five pages later it's like it never happened and it, but it's like a huge thing, but then it sort of just fades into the melange of the, all the other stuff that happened. Because this is a short book. It's only about 300 pages Yeah, long. it's not that long. Yeah. But so many things happen. Yes. And I think the feeling of outsider-ness 
is almost self-imposed in some cases. Definitely. And in other cases, it's not knowing when to let things go. Because Jono feels like an outsider. And that's mostly because Will doesn't want to be friends with him anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's trying to keep that like old ties out as you said in the last episode like they outgrew each other yeah but it's still trying to hold everything together it kind of makes it like you just feel like everything's going to end in disaster from the very start all of the characters are holding on to the past in some way yes and it really like the past really just jumped because they're all in this place together mm-hmm. and it just the past just jumps out at them um, Olivia, I think, is literally the the one who distances herself from everything the most. Mm-hmm. It's noticeable. She's out on the cliff face. She's out in the cave drinking half a bottle of vodka by yeah. herself. She, like, doesn't want to wear the dress. The most outsider, I think, because she's also the youngest. She's yes. 19 years old. Yeah. Um, and she is struggling with, her, with some mental things going on. Yeah. Um, so she, I kind of pegged her as the most outsider-y, I guess. Yes, and that kind of goes into the next question, which is, who was your favorite character? Who was your least favorite? And was there one that you relate to the most? I feel like, for me, Olivia was one of the characters who knew who she was. Yes. Where I feel like a lot of the other characters did not. Yes. I did not have a favorite character because like, I, I didn't like any of them. My favorite character was um, the Cormorants. Yeah. <laughs> um, and by that same token, I don't think I had a least favorite character because they all were not great. I well, mean, I guess my least favorite character was Will just yeah, cause he he, because he was creepy. Yeah, Will was the most reprehensible character. Yeah. But I didn't hate him more than the other characters because they all had things going on. Mm-hmm. He did the worst things, though, because he killed a, a kid when he was a kid. Yeah. And he he is like a, this serial manipulator and he stole his best friend's identity. So he's like the villain of the story. Yeah. But everybody else also has things going on that doesn't really make you like them. No. Um, I also don't feel like I've related to any of them. No. No. Because they were just so over the top and I found myself thinking so much and so often, like, do people actually say these things? Yes. And I had just yeah. been through a wedding. Yeah. Like, <laughs> one of my very close friends got married two weeks ago now at the time of recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was in the wedding party, everything. I'm like, I've never seen a wedding like this. Like, yeah. my friends keep getting married, like, every yeah. two years, somebody's married. <laughs> so I've been in a bunch of weddings recently. And none of them had people that acted like any of these characters like there wasn't that level of drinking it was like your grandma's there you're not going to act out yeah you're not doing coke in the bathroom like (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) and granted it could be because we as americans have a different experience at weddings that is very true but and like i don't really know what posh british people are like Mm. if you have experienced that there's you, you may be more able to relate to this sort of thing yeah but for both of us we just couldn't get behind the way people were acting no it feels very much like a situation i would go to and then immediately be like i need to leave yes i would never go in the first place i would simply never be there (laughs) 
is very fair. I would like if these people were my friends, I would not be friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> like I might be friends with like like I feel like Hannah's a pretty normal person. Yeah, she's pretty she seems like the most grounded. Yes, like down to earth yes. type of person. Yes. Like I could see her being like a casual acquaintance at like work or something. Yes. But like I don't think I would be friends with like ha- the majority of the people at this wedding yes. and in this book. Yes. Something that just occurred to me is slightly relevant is a lot of this book is about image. The image mm-hmm. that you're projecting to other people. Because Jules has her image. She's like put yeah. together. She's perfect. She was a boss. She runs with that. Will has his perfect front. He's got his perfect teeth, his tan, his accent. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, mostly that's what that is. But a lot of the guests show up. Like there are some of her employees in the wedding, which yeah. is weird to me, but I guess that's what you, I guess that's what she wanted to do. Um, and she's got this dress. The thing that sticks out to me is she's got this dress and she, it can only be touched by, um, white gloves cause it's made out of special mm-hmm. silk and then later it gets ruined, but it's like, she doesn't care. Yeah. That's part of where the image thing sort of falls apart for me. Cause if mm-hmm. she really cared about this dress, she'd be more mad about, about the dress being ruined. You know, yeah. so sometimes the image thing is kind of there, but sometimes it falls short of where it's trying to be. Yeah. So question 10. This place is enough to make you believe in ghosts, Hannah thinks while exploring the island. In what ways do ghosts, metaphorical and maybe even literal, come back to haunt each of the characters? Jono and Will are haunted by the death of Darcy. Hannah's kind of haunted by the thought of Charlie and Jules together. Mm-hmm. Jules is haunted by the expectations of her family. And also by the idea that Will is not as perfect as she thinks yes. she, he, he is. Um, in terms of literal ghosts... There was one, sort of. I think it was John hallucinating. I think so too, but it's as close to a literal ghost as you're going to get. Yeah. Frankly, also, I wish there were more ghosts in this book. That'd be awesome. It would be great. Yeah. Also, I just want to say, in the book, the one character say that bog bodies are a myth... They are not a myth. I love fog bodies. Okay? They're fascinating to me. And I was very upset when that person was like, bog bodies are a myth. Because they are not. No. They're some of the best mummies that we have. They are. And they still have, like, the ropes that they were hanged with. Yes. They still have hair. Yes. And, like, you can tell the color of their hair. They still have the contents of their stomach, so you can get information on diets. Yeah. Um, Bog bodies are real, and I just want to make that clear. Yes. Bog bodies are real. (laughs) It's possible, however, that there were no bog bodies on this island specifically. Will was almost a bog body. That's true. Um, the ghost yeah you get this, all the stuff it's very ominous the first two pages I texted you I'm like this is already beating me over the head mm-hmm. with the murder it's like the cake was blood red the ominous shadows flickered on the wall the wind was whispering very atmospheric and I wish it was a little more people, the people are haunted by their past mm-hmm. every single person has something that they're haunted by and it's the atmosphere it seemed more about that than about like the atmosphere being spooky. Yeah, you have the cormorants and everyone's like, "Oh, they're omens," but then they kind of disappear. I guess because they do disappear, and I was yeah. upset by that because they just leave, and I'm like, "Where are the birds?" It's probably because of the storm, probably. But I wish that some character had been like, not even the cormorants are around, like something yeah. like that, or they find one like dead somewhere. Yes, that would be really ominous. Mm-hmm. All right. So, question eleven: Many of the characters commit crimes or do things that can be considered villainous. For many different reasons. Which characters did you empathize with? And which did you not feel sympathy for? I felt no sympathy for Will whatsoever. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just not. No. 
Um, I felt bad for Olivia. Yes. Because she was just starting out her life. Yes. And Jules treated her horribly for yes. 95% of the book. Yes. But then at the end, Jules, like, hugs her really tight. Yeah. It's like, oh, maybe she's not so bad after all. And it you, felt kind of, like, no. shoehorned in there. If your sister tries to kill herself, you yeah. don't say, what is wrong with you? Yeah. In a way that implies... Jules just kept going on about how Olivia was ruining her day. Yeah. And it's like, no, your sister needs legitimate medical, psychological help here. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. just like, can't you be normal? Yeah. No, that's not how Jules you Jules also people. needs Jules also needs help. It's true. Everybody needs help here. It's very true. So I, I empathize with Olivia. Yes. I could empathize with Hannah until, I don't know, until she started to get a little bit. Hannah I will, started to get odd at I'm that gonna, I'm going to say something. This book is very sexual. Yes. There are certainly some moments that TikTok would call spicy. Nothing like too... There's like the one thing that's explicit, but it's sort of toward the beginning. So Hannah starts like having these thoughts and fantasies about, you know, because she and Charlie are in a dead bed marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's kind of thinking, but on the one hand, I get it. But on the other hand, I'm not a fan. And same with Charlie. Like, I don't... I do not like that he slept with Jules even though he was married to Hannah. Yeah. We keep going back to the postpartum depression because that's just terrible. I kind of sympathize with Jono, I guess. A tiny bit with Jono. A little bit. Just because he's struggling. He's not yeah. the best character but he struggles a lot. He's mm-hmm. dealing with what Will did to the kid um, and he has to cope but he's not yeah. the best person. So, no. you know, Olivia and Jono to me and you Hannah can... are the most sympathetic. I feel like it's one of those things where you can feel sympathy for them you feel sympathy about the you, situation. But you're not rooting for them. Right. Yeah. And Aoife, you get nothing. She's like a blank slate. Mm-hmm. You kind of get nothing. It's hard to root for her or against her until the very end because you really don't know what her deal is. No. And I feel like I never got a secure sense of who she was. No. Because she was always like, I have to be really buttoned down. Yeah. Okay. And then the final question. What did you think of the ending? Was justice served? Were you satisfied with where each of the characters ended up? No. 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with Will yes, being murdered. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But I feel like the epilogue, the epilogue takes place on the boat back to the mainland. And I want to, I kind of want to know if like Hannah and Charlie's marriage has continued. I think it's heavily implied that they're not going to be happy together. No, but I wanted to see that happen. Yeah. I wanted and, more after the fact. Yes. I wanted to see the fallout of everything because yes. so much happened. I want to see what happened after. Yes, I want to see... I wish that blog was set, like, two months down the road. Yes. And I feel like that would have felt more satisfying. Yes. It's like it's like she wrote the murder and was like, okay, I'm done. Oh, wait, I have to finish it. That's how it felt to me. It felt a little rushed. Mm-hmm. And also what happens is Aoife kills Will, but then Jono picks up the knife. So then like, Jono goes, goes to prison. Jono goes to prison. And we Aoife, think. We don't even know if Jono concretely goes to prison because he's just arrested at this point yeah we don't even know we don't know the results we don't know the thing we we don't know where what happens to jules we don't know what happens to the Olivia. only people in the epilogue are jono and hannah yes and i kind of would have liked to see everyone yes because i, I don't know what yeah, happened to you everyone. get so much of everyone throughout this and it would have been nice to have a little thing from each of them to round it off mm-hmm. and give more of a satisfactory ending because I'm barely exaggerating the murder happens four pages from the ending. And right. Hannah is sort of reminiscing about, oh, whoever murdered Will mm-hmm. is also avenging my sister. And that's, I think, where literally where it ends. Yeah. It felt like there needed to be more. Yeah. It's like the bow on top was too small. Yeah. 
that's my fault. Yeah, and I don't know if justice was actually served or not. It would have been nice to have Will arrested for revenge porn. Yeah. And then it go from there. But ultimately, this is a semi-fast-paced, sort of a light read. If you want a mystery that sort of is a little twist Mm -hmm. on the typical mystery genre, time stuff, you don't really know everything until the very end, then it could be fun for you. Yeah, I also think that it would be a good beach read, like Mm -hmm. something to take on vacation, Mm -hmm. read it. um, Because even though there's a lot of dark things that happen, it it never feels heavy. Yes. So I feel like it's a good beach read. It'll be good for the summer. Good discussion because it's a little bit scandalous. You have a little bit of like, ooh, a little spicy, like I mentioned. Some interesting things. Take it to beach. Take it to a park. Take it on a camping trip. Yep. Take it to, with your friends. Perfect for that. Take it. Pass it out to all of your friends on the beach. Have a book discussion on the beach. Yeah. Or in the woods if you're camping. Yeah. Exchange those juicy details. Or wherever is, you're going. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is truly full of juicy details. It really is. Scandal, juiciness, intrigue, mystery, atmosphere. It's got a lot. It checks those boxes. So, if you have any thoughts on the guest list, feel free to email me at aloney at albright.org. That is A-L-O-N-E-Y at albright.org. Or feel free to call the library at 570-348-3000. Thank you.